0: we would hear children giggling in toward the back of our apartment. (laughs) Like child giggles.
1: Um, I think that I hate that more than the blood. I'm Rochelle. I'm Kaylee. And we are Paranoia Paranoia Percentage. Percentage. We're just two girls who are a little anxious about our world. And if you like what you... Okay. Thank (laughs) you. I'm a professional. Yeah. (laughs) And if you like what we do here, don't forget to hit that like button. And subscribe to our channel. So, we have a special guest today. Um, this is our tech support, actually. <laughs> he, he is part of the podcast crew. <laughs> this is, uh, he goes by Zero because he's also a Twitch streamer. So this is Zero. Hello. I'll put his, uh, link down below. Mm-hmm, <laughs> we will. He has a lot of, uh, interesting little, uh, ghost stories, and we talk about ghost stories pretty frequently on this, uh, this channel, so we thought we'd, uh, get some of his stories. That <laughs> sounded <laughs> so, like, cutesy cute cute little ghost stories. Oh, okay, well, he has scary, terrifying ghost stories.
0: So, well, I have a few different ghost stories. Um, A lot of them took place during my time in the military. The first one, first couple actually happened uh, during my year deployment to South Korea. So, during my time in South Korea, I was married to a woman who at the time, we thought she was being followed by some malicious spirit who you know, we thought was a poltergeist. Yikes. Um, and I only throw poltergeist on it because there was a lot of objects within my dorm room that were moved around. Uh, there were, for instance, on many nights we'd go to bed and we'd have a fan running to help circulate the air. And if we'd wake up in the morning, the fan would be completely flipped the opposite direction and turned off. There was one- terrifying. <laughs> there was actually one particular night where she was grabbed by her ankles and pulled out of the bed toward the foot of the bed all the way until her That's knees were hanging off. Of
1: That's like bed. some paranormal activity movie stuff yeah. there. Yeah. It, it
0: was actively terrifying. There were instances where uh, I had a security clearance to get into some of the more secretive areas. And one of the things we're taught is if you see somebody who doesn't look like they belong, you're supposed to challenge them. Well, try challenging a ghost that looks like they belong to the Korean War, walking around the area. So
1: you actually saw this? Yes. <gasps> okay. Like, <laughs> uh, did you see it like with with your mind's eye, or like with your eyeballs?
0: Eyeballs, like, I, I So South of the, Osan Air Base is a small enough airbase to where you can walk across the entire airbase within 30 minutes. Of walk. There, Nobody really has a car. They wow. do have taxis on base that will haul you to and from that are relatively cheap. But for the most part, we all just walk to work every day. Huh. And on, a lot of times I worked in an underground bunker. So I would go when the sun was coming up. I would leave when the sun started coming down. Huh. And a lot of times when we'd end up leaving, multiple people claimed, to include myself, Seeing a Korean War era soldier walking around in equipment, lost, just outside of the bunkers. Wow, that's kind of
1: creepy. <laughs> so, uh, could you like see through him, or was he? It he looked, looked like, like a person. Then you go, him. yeah, he's totally regular person. Yeah, it looked like a person.
0: A when we'd go to approach him, because he would like walk off and out of sight, and we'd go over. There's no one there. Every single time. Yuck, don't like that. There were multiple people who experienced a lot of really creepy things. There was one girl who had lots of things thrown around her room to the point where she you know, was burning sage. She, I'm pretty sure she talked to the chaplains on base and got an exorcist in her room and, and like, cleansed it. It was that bad. Oh, After that, I ended up going to Albuquerque, New Mexico for max base. I ended up getting into another relationship because that one didn't work out. And in our time we lived in a small studio apartment. You walked in the door you pretty much had your bedroom, then your kitchen and at the very back of the um, apartment you had a small left turn in your bathroom. On the walls you could physically see blood splatter painted over. Like you'd look at the corner of a wall and you could see droplets and like Mm -hmm. like running down droplets that. that were clearly painted over.
1: Ooh, I'll okay, get the right now. Okay, uh, I'm just trying to picture this. Is it, like, did it look, like, real, like, a human, like, person, blood in a spot? Was it all over the walls? Like, all of, the like, yeah. spas, or was it, like, It, it was like on a stre- f- certain
0: sections of the wall. It it looked like somebody got hit with a blunt weapon, and it splattered on the wall, and then they just painted it. Oh
1: my god. Did they even clean it first?
0: I don't know. I, it was a very... Unless, the, area, the section of the city I lived in was called the war zone, mm-hmm. which is heavily cartel-influenced. Oh. So that kind of explains some of it.
1: I, I wonder if it's one of those circumstances where, like, you hear about, like, ghost stories or whatever. Somebody died in, a, in an area, and no matter how much they clean, it comes back. And they clean mm-hmm. again, it, it comes back. It was just something like, like, we noticed thing.
0: that was just painted over, and I just never messed with it. We lived on the back side of the building, so on the opposite side of our back wall where the uh, bathroom was, there's absolutely nothing. That is the outside. We would hear children giggling in toward the back of our apartment. (laughs)
1: Like
0: child giggles.
1: Um, I think that I hate that more than the blood.
0: There was a couple different instances. (laughs)
1: <laughs> sorry You're okay. good. there
0: were other instances in the same exact apartment where I had a shot glass thrown at me it was sitting up on top of my counter uh-huh. and it literally t- it was like somebody took it and just swept it across the room at like a cat yeah just, but with extreme force
1: <laughs> like an angry cat yeah
0: yeah a weird cat Sure. Were- like were- like that That's kind of, of thing. Yeah. Like that kind of strength. We should do an
1: episode on wear cats, actually. were cats and wear rabbits. All the all the other wear animals that aren't wolves. <laughs> um, so, so did you say you, that you like watched it happen? Oh yeah, no, I like, I, I was live. getting up to get
0: ready for work,
1: oh. and
0: as I walked by, it hit me. The,
1: oh the shot God. glass
0: literally hit me. Did it hurt? Yeah, I got hit with a glass. <laughs>
1: so there, yeah. If it hurt you, then there's no way it could have, like, let's say that the house was a little uneven or something, and it and it slid off or something. No, no, no. it could not have it, been it, that. It, so I was hurt you about me, like relative distance
0: for us. Like I was like five feet from the counter. It flew five feet across the room.
1: It's it like me. when the picture frame off of the bathroom wall flew past me. Yeah. Like, there's no explanation like, oh, um, oh it just, you know, yeah. fell. No, it flew. Yeah.
0: There was uh, other occasions where I had a guitar at the time and it sat in the counter. There was nothing around the guitar. It was sitting in a guitar stand mm-hmm. all by itself. And I'd get up in the morning and all the strings would just all of a sudden pluck. <laughs> like, it just, you know, <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe he liked you when he was trying to serenade you, and that's all yeah. the energy he got.
0: I, throwing shot glasses okay. at me is not a good way to serenade me. <laughs>
1: that's, that's valid. It could have been different ones. Okay, here's, here's, here's a that scenario that I have. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so one was like, I really like this one, and like I'm going to serenade him with a guitar and, <laughs> and pluck it. And then the other one was like, that's my man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: we had... Uh, Instances where like it just you ever feel like somebody's watching you, but the room's so small that there's no possible way there's anyone in it Absolutely. without you knowing. Yeah. Lots of instances of that. Like I said, there was the child giggles, uh and <laughs> we would hear <laughs> know, sure. <laughs> voices, things like that. You know. Then we ended up moving to a different house, and that one wasn't so bad at first. At first. At first. <laughs> And she would, or she got out of the shower because she, she actually addressed me over this. She's like, hey, are you cheating on me? W- what do you mean? Like, like I, I go to work, I come home, that's it. Like, I'm a very simple, ritualistic person. Well, and she pulled me into the bathroom, and while I was all seeing me and whatnot, and there was a small, like a small woman's handprint on the mirror. See, like that <clears throat> one bit.
1: mirrors and ghosts particularly freaked me out because, like, there's that horror movie trope of, you know, you, you look in the mirror and there's nothing and then you, you know, like, I don't know, it's like a medicine yeah. cabinet and you, and you open it and you're looking and then you close the, the door and, and, it's right behind and you. there's somebody's face right there. Yeah, yeah, that's always creeped me out more than anything. I hate mirrors. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't have a mirror in my bedroom because, you know, when the lights are out. Yeah. Meh.
0: We got into an argument about it and whatnot. I told her, I was like, if if that was there before you took the shower, and the, the seam just accentuated it, you would have saw an oily handprint on the mirror, which there was not. There was none, and if there was, you know, there would have been clear signs of smudging or anything else. You know, and there just there was not.
1: Um, oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, that the at least in hindsight, like once the steam goes away, mm, there was it, nothing there. You can still see it.
0: In our guest bedroom, uh, the closet door—you you could hear it unlatch at night and open. Oh! That's, no. Like you would, you could—if the house was dead silent—you could hear the doorknob turn and the door open.
1: I would cry. I would not be able to handle that. No, nope. <laughs> I can't deal with doors being open while I'm trying to sleep. I put stuff uh, like in front of different doors that I have either open or slightly open or anything, mostly because it's not gonna move, I know that, but I'm so scared it's going to move mm-hmm. that I make sure it doesn't. We eventually <laughs> had
0: a friend of mine move mm-hmm. into that room and he complained about it a few different times about the door, the closet door and whatnot.
1: Okay, so more than one person heard yeah. like, this. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: when I moved in with my friend in Florida, uh, we had a couple instances where uh, he he up and down that he locked the door. He locks the front door. He's very adamant about, you know, him making sure he locks the door. And he he woke up one night (laughs) and his front door was unlocked. And when he like was in that half dreamy haze, he... Uh, his fire extinguisher was plumbing, like, in the middle of his <laughs> um, in which he he proceeded to immediately call me
1: you know. I already called 911 911 <laughs> yep. what's your emergency? hi uh my fire extinguisher is dancing by itself uh ma- ma'am?
0: one night he was sleeping out on the couch before he ended up getting all the stuff moved in and he woke up one night and he swears up and down that there was somebody standing over him like a black shadowy figure
1: okay so was this like a solid shadow person or like a human being
0: uh like a a, a silhouette
1: ooh don't like that
0: if I recall correctly he claimed it was a black silhouette with like a Amber, dark amber, faint glowy eyes.
1: Oh, oh, that oh. sounds demonic.
0: Yep, yep. That mm-hmm. doesn't just sound like a ghost. There's no, no. There was
1: multiple instances not in, sleep that, in that house. <laughs> i to watch cartoons. <laughs> there was multiple
0: instances in that house where we'd hear people walking. This is the same house with the handprint.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we'd hear people walking we'd close the closet door and there was three of us in the house at the time, and each one of us had different weird experiences. See, I've
1: never lived in a house that was haunted. You've clearly lived in multiple houses. Oh, it's and, great, and I houses. love it, Absolutely, It's actually a great
0: time, because it's it's a, a little spontaneous, like, I don't know what's going to happen today. Am I going to be horrifically murdered in my sleep, or am I just going to wake up to an unknown stranger? See, I can't
1: deal with that inconsistency in my life. <laughs> I, I like spooky things like that are, are really cool until it happens to you. And then yeah. I, I just want.
0: I used to, to cry. actively ghost hunt.
1: Yeah, me too. And it was a great time. Yeah. yeah, but that's it's different when it's not in your house. <laughs> no. Like where you sleep at night, where you undress. You know, I mean, I get enough kitty eyeballs staring at me while I undress. I don't really need yeah, ghost that's eyeballs. unnerving enough. Yeah. I don't think I could go ghost hunting. I don't think I can. Oh, it's so fun. I actually had a dream that we went ghost hunting for the podcast. We had somebody with us, um, who, who no longer exists. Nelson Mandela? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and Nelson, um, disappeared in the house and, and we couldn't find her. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty freaky. Is that why you messaged out of the blue? Like we are never going ghost hunting. Actually, yes. Because <laughs> I had that dream, and the next morning I was like, "Not happening." <laughs> maybe it was, maybe it was a a foresight that Nelson would um, disappear. I think I think it was because I do tend to have dreams that come through, and I think that's exactly what it was. My brain was trying to prepare me for that happening. Oh, spooky! That really could be, actually. I've had quite a few of them. And I know other people who have had them, too. Um, my best friend from high school had a dream two weeks before 9-11. She was looking at a city skyline, and she saw these two very tall buildings, and then all of a sudden, they're gone. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I think we could definitely do a short episode on that. I agree, for sure. Let's get back into this episode, yeah. then. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so... In my ghost hunting adventures, some of them took place in Florida, some of them took place in New Mexico, some back home where I grew up.
1: This is in a lot of places. <laughs> I have. You have too, though.
0: Back Definitely. home, uh, we would go to this graveyard, and in the graveyard there was a wall, a stone wall surrounding the graveyard, and you couldn't walk across the stone wall without physically feeling like somebody pushed you off. <laughs> and I mean like. It felt like somebody took all of their force to shove you off of this
1: wall. Love that. I don't know if uh, if either of you know this or not, but the house that I grew up in was actually next to a cemetery. My mom loved the neighbors, so they were super quiet. That's true though. Oh, I really did live next to a cemetery the entirety of my childhood, and my mom really did make that joke a lot. (laughs) I mean, she's not wrong. No.
0: Um, we had the children's asylum in New Mexico.
1: An asylum just for children? Yeah. That's incredibly sad.
0: And incredibly terrifying when you win at night. Oh, I'm sure. Incredibly terrifying. Like
1: it hurts my heart.
0: Whispers, like right behind you. You, you go to look over your shoulder or something. There's literally nothing there.
1: That's and cool. running. That's freaky to me.
0: There was an instance where we watched like, teddy bears be like knocked over. Like we brought teddy bears and stuff, like toys and stuff, and and
1: yeah, like a uh, trigger trigger actor. Yeah.
0: And we and like we would set a teddy bear in a room and it got knocked over and like it, this building, I mean yes it was windy but like this, these rooms were very stagnant. And stale. you could smell the stale air in them because of the lack of airflow. So it was just like all right, that's
1: neat. <laughs> that's scary, especially like I don't know, children are already a little bit unnerving. Sorry, uh, but <laughs> ghost children. That wigs me out. Like yeah. if they're whispering behind you or they're, I've heard stories of them wanting to like play and stuff and they'll come up and, and tug on you and so, things like that. Like, ooh. Yeah,
0: we had a girl who had her hair pulled.
1: Oh gosh.
0: Like she had a ponytail and it felt like somebody wrenched her hair back.
1: That doesn't feel like, that doesn't seem like a child to me though.
0: I didn't claim they were all children. <laughs> no. That
1: reminds me of the Phoebe story. Did I ever tell you the Furby story?
0: Furbies are monsters.
1: Mm-hmm. Furbies are creepy. I was spending night at my, my best friend's in high school. I was spending night at her house. We were in junior high, probably. We we're it was it's dead at night. We're both asleep, and then I wake up to something talking, and I kind of listen. What the heck is that? I have, he's heard the story before. <laughs> no, I just know Furbies. Uh, yeah, it would say, play with me, you. Yeah. As I wake Alexander up, and I'm like, "What is that? What is going on?" And she's like, oh "God, it's alive!" <laughs> That's a
0: horrible reaction.
1: What? What's alive? Oh my God! What is it? So she gets up, and she goes in. She opens her closet door, and she goes into her closet. She starts throwing stuff out of her closet, trying to find this thing. She finally pulls out this mangled-looking Furby. She goes, "We took the batteries out of you. Why are you still talking?" You're
0: not. We burned one once, and it screeched. Oh my it, god! Like it was screeching, like it was alive. It was horrifying. I don't like these. Furbies stories. were a horrible invention.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I'm pretty sure they were some kind of cultist ritual
1: that us. I would not be surprised. They were scary. That's the next machination, dude. <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty
0: much all of the paranormal stuff I've encountered. I haven't encountered anything as of late. It's slightly un Not since you moved to the state. Fortunate.
1: It's unfortunate. I'm fortunate.
0: (laughs) I like paranormal
1: stuff. I like watching it on TV, reading about it in books, listening to it on podcasts. I don't want to experience it. I love experience. I know that there's nothing like it. You you talked about at one point wanting to like stay in a haunted hotel or something. I would absolutely not do that (laughs) with you. No. I'll go by myself. <clears> don't haunted mean, hotels are fun. Have uh, you
0: stayed in one? Yes. Uh, Las Lunas Mansion.
1: I want to go so bad. Did the rocking
0: chair is terrifying. Like, so you walk in, and this used to be a very rich people's home, if I'm right. It was a plantation home or something like that down in New Albuquerque, New Mexico, and plantation as a slavery plantation? I think so. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure on the backstory of it. Don't quote me. Okay. Um, either way, the last living person who owned the mansion was a little old lady. She ended up passing, so they turned the mansion into a restaurant. And, like it, it, It's not a hotel, but it was a restaurant that you could go to and at night they would lock it down. Well, at night, the rocking chair would start moving, and they had this rocking chair right next to the door. So when you came in, like, hey, this is the last living... Uh, person's chair, you know, that, or was their chair, the and the rocking chair would just rock back and forth by itself. No one touching it at all. Ooh. You you would hear footsteps upstairs. Mm-hmm. Going down to the wine cellar is probably one of the last places I'll ever go again. I, I would never go back into that wine cellar. Did just, it just,
1: like, feel icky? It
0: felt horrible. Like, you instantly felt oppressed. Like... It, 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 it just it, yeah. Yeah, there was no way in like the noises down there were not the, the noises didn't belong to a wine cellar yeah. they like like you know how like pipes can create like weird creepy sounds like yeah. it wasn't even like that it, it it was like growls and there was I, I I faintly heard a chain at one point I distinctly remember that because there yeah. was no chains down there at all that we saw the entire time you, you felt like you were being watched and like there was just a weight on you, like you you constantly just felt smaller and smaller.
1: Yeah. So, okay, I'm a history nut. I've always been a history nut. When I was a kid, my parents and I went on this road trip and we were just like going to different um, museums and different locations and stuff. And we went to what's known as the Old Slave House. That sounds also- cool already yeah it's not open anymore it closed uh shortly after we did this actually while we were in the main area looking they have the the rooms kind of set up like like if you ever have been to um lincoln's home in springfield and they've got the rooms set up like in the um the old style furniture and stuff but there's like the what do they call those things like the rope Oh, yeah, yeah. They do that in a lot of, like, old... Exactly. So they got it set up like that. Mm -hmm. they got it set up like that. Um, And as we're looking at all of those rooms and stuff, you could hear something happening upstairs. It sounded metallic. Some sort of, like... Machinery or something? No, something more like chains. (laughs) (laughs) Something more like chains upstairs. And we're like, what is that? What is that? And they're like, oh, no, there's nothing up there. There's nothing up there. We're like, can we, can we go up there? No. Well, we don't really, we don't really let people up there.
0: So we finally convinced them to let us go up there.
1: We went up there, and that's where I guess they had had at least part of the slave quarters because there were still chains on the walls. Yep, and something was jingling them. Mm-hmm. And when we got up there, the feeling, like just, just this heavy, just whoosh down on you. Like, I, yeah, I could barely breathe. It was just so oppressive. Like, you couldn't even function. And I was like, okay, I gotta get out of here. And my mom's like, we, we need to leave now. So, yeah, no, I totally understand what you mean by that feeling. I had completely forgotten about that until you were telling that. That's not one that I've shared on any of our uh, episodes before, because I, I forgot that happened. I guess I blocked it out. I love... Haunted other places like haunted houses that I'm going to or whatever. Like I love that kind of stuff. I was part of uh, the Midwest paranormal paranormal researchers for a little while. Like I I enjoy that stuff. It was really really fun. But I hate it when it's my own home.
0: You actually reminded me of a couple of other instances. When I worked down in Panama City, uh, I worked overnight as a gas station attendant for a while.
1: See, that's creepy in and of itself.
0: This gas station.
1: (laughs) I did that for about six weeks, and I quit. (laughs) Every
0: single one of the (laughs) workers. Like, I I was a little weirded out when I first started working there. And I went to a couple of my bosses, and I was like, hey, is this place haunted? Straight up, just threw it (laughs) out there. And they're like, actually, yes. Uh, And I was like, cool. I now understand what's going on. You'd be back in the cooler, and you would hear the front door open but you wouldn't hear the bell and then you'd hear footprints and you could look through the cooler to see through the into the store and you wouldn't see anybody you would hear the bathroom door open and close all kinds of stuff And you would go out and you go up to the front of the store there's no one there there was one instance where our coffee uh counter and machines and all that and like you know the tornadoes that they make the gas station food anybody who eats those is iron gut by the way (laughs) so i'm I'm sitting in the the the, you'd be making your coffee and you could look out the front of the window and gas station and i kid you not one day i'm sitting there making coffee you know getting ready for the early morning truckers stuff like that and i look up and there's a man in the window like eyes massive like as big as they could be just staring at me i literally like everything just like oh it was literally the split second of i saw it i looked away and blinked and he was gone (laughs) and i brought this up to one of my coworkers, and she had a very similar instance to where she even called the police and like locked the doors to the store called the police they came investigating nothing oh my god i hate that
1: did you <laughs> say
0: anything about who was locked
1: in the store? Like, nope. They know the story? No, nope. Or was
0: they a... did, and they're not saying anything about that. There, awesome. there, well, there was an instance, I want to say, in the 70s or 80s, if I'm recalling correctly, uh, down the road, where a man went into a gas station at night, abducted the gas station attendant. Um, this is going to get very grisly. Um,
1: content warning.
0: She was taken into the cemetery across the street and then beheaded. It was a couple miles down the
1: road.
0: The face in the window freaked me out because he was so close that he was almost pressed up against the glass. Like, I even went outside to check to see if somebody was there. Not a soul.
1: I think I would have just stood there at the coffee counter and peed myself. (laughs) Uh, I think that would have happened the second I saw his face. I don't think there would have been a... <laughs> <laughs> thought process <laughs> That's instantaneous reaction. Look up,
0: <laughs> it, it, The worst part about it was his bulging eyes.
1: Oh. Like,
0: like, to the point where they almost felt like they were popping out of the skull.
1: I don't like this. <laughs> That's quite the note to end on. Dang. Alright. Well, um, you know... I, Rochelle and I, of course, are going to keep doing different, her normal mm-hmm. uh, episodes. Yeah, what are going to stop? <laughs> this, this one, we Can't wanted stop. to have a guest on here to tell his stories. I don't know whether you join me or not. I probably will want to go stay somewhere haunted and film for you guys. Let me know when you make it home safe. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not some like high tech ghost hunters or not ghost hunters. Person. I've never Maybe. seen any of them except ghost facers, and no one will get that with supernatural fans. I don't know what this is. Don't
0: worry, I don't either.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Kaylee. I'm Rochelle. And this is Zero, and we are Paranoia Percentage. You can find us on Twitter at Paranoia Percent. Tumblr as P-Dubs Podcast and Facebook and Instagram as Paranoia Percentage.